Welcome to the Real Estate Special, Episode 3. I'm your host, Dan Kiley. Alongside me is... Tom Stelzer. What's up, Daniel? How's it going, Tom? How's life? It's It's been a little while since we last uh, hopped on here. Yeah, we got to get better at that. We're going to keep this as a weekly thing. Uh, life happens. Life hits you sometimes. And uh, we'll learn and be better. So appreciate all you listeners coming back to listen to our third episode. And we look forward to having many more. Absolutely. We uh we really do appreciate all of the feedback we had and another thanks to Jeff Kylie for hopping on episode 2. Um since our last episode we've had a few vacations, a couple engagements, we've had hurricanes. So you want to talk about what's been going on? Yeah, I mean, we went to run our episode uh 2 weeks ago and the hurricane was coming through. Uh, Sarah's aunt and uncle live in Tampa and they were supposed to get hit pretty hard. I was actually at work that day. I come home and next thing I know, uh, they're actually sleeping over at our house that night. Pretty unexpected, which is completely fine, right? You've got to be there for family uh, for at all costs. But it just uh, put a wrench in our plans of recording the podcast that night, kind of prep for the hurricane. And then um, that following weekend, I went up, uh, Gabrielle and Elliot, my sister and brother-in-law, had a joint bachelor party up in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It was nice. a great time. The hurricane hit there pretty bad, too. We got really lucky. The the, the houses a couple sh streets over were actually flooded a little bit still. And we we're very blessed that our house wasn't flooded and we were able to get, you know, all 35 to 40 people there. Uh, had a great time. Actually went undefeated in spike ball in pretty much all all games. So that's always going to be a, you know, huge excitement in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how about you? What'd you have going on? Uh, so had some couple ice hockey games. Uh, we ended up winning 10 to one and 11 to one respectfully. So re really kept it close. Um, yeah. So there is ice hockey in Texas. Uh, went on vacation with the Kylie crew to St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, that's something that we do almost every year. Uh, learned how to play pickleball. So well, let's I might might quit my job and become a professional pickleball player. So watch out. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, found a real estate property that I actually was thinking about putting an offer in. And I want to get your take on it. So before I put an offer in, I, I want to do another walkthrough and see what needs fixed up and what needs, what needs to be done. Another one. So what was wrong with it the first time? Uh, so there is the house when we walked through it and we were shown the house, it was a complete mess. Oh no. Okay. Hold on. My camera. It's cutting out again. The camera. Dan's cutting out. Oh, this is so bad, dude. It's a one-man band. I don't even have Jeff Kylie here to talk sports with. Look who's back, 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 again. back again. All right, so um, where did I leave off? Professional pickleball player, the house. So the house. The house was a complete disaster. Like, it was a complete mess. There's different things everywhere. And you couldn't really get a good look of what actually needed to be done. And, like, okay. there's some weird things going on with the bathrooms that 
Like they had like what looked to be kitchen cabinets in the bathrooms, and then they had carpet in the bathroom. Really weird, real weird situation. Yeah, sounds odd. So, so we, my real estate agent and I said that we would want to take another look at it, and they said that they would do a professional cleaning, get everything scrubbed, cleaned out. This has been three weeks now, and it still hasn't been done in the listing agent said that they are not going to clean it until they're under contract with somebody. So I'm hesitant to put an offer in and then they still don't clean it. You know, I guess I can always back out, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, obviously I understand why you would want it clean, but at the end of the day, I'd look at trying to get a better deal. And while it's a dirtier place, I mean, maybe go back and look at it a second time and, just try to do a little bit more due diligence and try to look through the mess that's there. But I mean, if they're not going to clean it, I don't know if you can expect them to clean it. And I think that there's some value that can be bought at buying something that's a mess. So I wouldn't hesitate to offer, you know, 10 to 15 K or 20 K lower, you know, yeah. how Jeff Kylie would, he'd be like, Oh, you just right. want to clean Lowball. the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 50 K off then for no cleaning. So that, yeah. And yeah, so that 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 was my initial reaction is like they're asking for they originally were asking for 280. Okay. And then they were under contract, the buyer's financing fell through, so then they relisted it for 269. And okay. then I don't know, a couple months later price decreased to 265. Yeah, so for another 4 grand down. So I was talking to um, Zach Konigsberg and uh, shout out ZK Loan. Shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Give him a follow on Instagram. But uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about offering right around 250 and then being like, if you don't clean it, the price goes down. You know, maybe some seller concessions. Just go in at 240 and see what they say. Just say you're not impressed with the, the cleanliness of the home and. Worst case, then maybe they come down to 260, 255, and maybe you get to settle at 250 instead of starting right. at 250 and it going up. Just my two cents. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, any other life updates uh, on your end? Yeah, so I uh, quit another job. <laughs> I went to start at ADP. I, went, I lasted about two weeks, and I got an offer from Comcast. Uh, to go back there and wasn't really expecting it. Didn't think that uh, I'd get the offer I did, but here we are. So accepted that offer yesterday, uh, quit ADP this morning, and I'm excited to kind of get back to, to what I know. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have an opportunity here in Florida. So going to get back, back working there. And uh, what else do I have going on? Um, oh, why we're wearing our Ms. Golf gear. Um <laughs> We've been playing in our uh, our golf tournament for our, our alumni, Misericordia Football. Uh, we run a golf tournament every year where all the proceeds go back to the players and help stack their, uh, call it a rehydration station. And we get, you know, muscle milks, Gatorades, Powerades, stuff like that um, to help the players. So uh, we'll probably have some links going around if anybody wants to, to sponsor a hole, more than welcome to, or put a foursome together. We'd greatly appreciate it. Again, all the money's going back to the players, just uh, trying to help and, out our, our alma mater there. And uh, since I won't be back for the golf tournament, I figured I could do the social media. 
give a give a follow to MUFB Family Friends on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook and follow the MU uh, football page for um, any Twitter updates as well. So that being said, when is the golf tournament? It is Sunday, June, uh, September 23rd. 24th. But 24th. Close enough. I've been messing this date up nonstop. But <laughs> there is something else going on on the 23rd, and that's why I'm confused. What do we got going on on 923, so, Dan? 923, the Misericordia Cougars take on Alvernia. I don't know their mascot. Do you know Alvernia's mascot? Can't say. That's a tough one. That's Alvernia's a tough a one. New, a new program. Yeah. So I, that was after we left. No disrespect to Alvernia. I'm sure their mascot's great, but Misericordia has a game on September 23rd and halftime there is an uh, award ceremony for the all decade team from 2012 to 2022 and who is the person that is the tight end of the all decade team oh wow you gotta put me on the spot (laughs) put him on the spot let's go eight seven i was very uh humbled to be uh named onto the all decade team uh just think that there weren't too many tight ends there, but hey, I'll, I'll take what I can get. It's, uh, if anything, just a great honor to be recognized, and you know, especially with a bunch of other great players from Misericordia. Uh, you know, we didn't have a, a ton of winning seasons there, but we had some great players, in my opinion, that, that went through and were a part of some of those teams. So I'm happy to, to share this with them and be honored on 923 at, against Alvernia, uh, the Golden Wolves. A quick Google search here. Um, so it's going to be a special day, really, uh, just celebrating why we run this golf tournament, why we're still involved so much with our program and small, small stepping stones. And, you know, I was talking with Sam Gillison. We can't wait to see where the program goes in a couple years. You know, once the program comes dominant, I'd love to be like our, our baseball team at Misericordia. For those that don't know, they've won the conference, what, 12, 13, 14 years in a row. Something unbelievable. Uh, and then they are maybe too high for the football team, but would love for us to get close to that one day. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's the life updates and different things. That's going to be upcoming here in the next couple of weeks and uh, within the next couple of months. So moving on, we did decide to, well, it was a really an executive decision on both of our parts to change our podcast name. It is no longer the Philly real estate special. It is the real estate special. So we dropped the Philly because we want to talk real estate in all different kinds of markets. Um, Stells, your thoughts on that? Um, even though we, we are diehard Birds fans and don't get that twisted, but Yeah, I mean, uh, after like the fifth person came up to me and said, oh, I'd love to listen to your real estate podcast, but you're only talking about the Philly markets. So I wasn't interested or... You know, yeah, why do you guys only talk about Philly? And we're like, all right, it's just time to take Philly out of the name because we do really want to be a real estate podcast. And that's what we want to focus on. And it's not just going to be in the Philly market. Honestly, Dan and I uh, don't invest in the Philly market. Uh, We've invested in northeastern Pennsylvania and, you know, looking to maybe uh, grow elsewhere. But Philly hasn't been on our radar. So it seemed to make sense to change it to the real estate special. We like that name a lot. We'll just drop Philly out of there and uh, hopefully uh, eliminate any confusion uh, that we used to have. Yeah, and um, would love to get some feedback from the viewers on that. Um, if they like the name change, if they don't, if they, we're not changing the name again, so deal with it. But um, 
nonetheless, we, we want to hear comments. We want to hear feedback, whether it's positive, negative, things that we can do better. Um, and uh, we appreciate the support so far. So what is the topic of conversation today? Episode three. It is the long-lasting debate of renting versus owning. So, Tom, you own a house in uh, Orlando or Davenport, correct? Yeah, it's yeah. technically Disney. Disney. Uh, Mickey Mouse right? is my neighbor. Yeah. Right. And I rent here in Houston for the for at least the time being for the rest of this year. So um, I figured it'd be good to get a couple different perspectives on why, what are the pros and cons of renting and what are the pros and cons of owning, especially with inflation and uh, the interest rates being where they're at right now. I saw that it crossed over 7.2%, but some people think that they're going to be dropping and then there are other folks that are saying that, oh, it's trying to time the market. We'll get into that on a different episode, but um, yeah, let's kind of dive into that. So yeah, and I think it's a really interesting topic, and you know, not that I can be stubborn or uh, you know always think that I'm right, but I definitely am, am extremely biased towards thinking that there's always an opportunity to buy, and that buying is always significantly better uh, than renting, and that's just my humble opinion. Not saying I'm right or wrong. Um, so it's unique to hear other opinions out there, but again, I, if you're talking about the long term and gaining wealth or growing your wealth, I just can't see any way that renting is better than, than owning, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. I, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the lifestyle that you want to live and like what your living situation is, right? For example, like you're married, you're married, you have a couple, uh, dogs and, you know, I think, you have that more stable lifestyle, right? Compared yeah, to, no, you're, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, you're, you're definitely right. And to answer your question, so I wrote some pros of, of owning um, a home here and you know, just building equity and long-term wealth are number one, in my opinion, that I think that you get to do with, with owning a home. Um, there's tax benefits, depreciation, mortgage interest deductions are something else if you're you know renting out properties or being a landlord in that sense uh, you also get appreciation it's not just the stock market where things go up um, the home values also appreciate and right now they're actually appreciating more than they have in a long time uh, not to say that's here to stay but that's another wait the stock market goes up uh, well it's supposed to <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to live somewhere. So in my opinion, why not make money off of it? Like, it's not like you don't have to live, right? Like you have to have a place to live. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to live in the woods unless if, you know, you're the guy that just got out of jail and you're trying to you know hide from the cops. So <laughs> why? Um, that was right. That was right so, by uh, my parents' house. Same. Dude, Mama Stell's got a little bit scared one night and she had to go sleep at a friend's house because she was a little bit uh, scared that he was getting close to where she was at. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely... so, sorry to go off. <laughs> no, sorry to go yeah, off topic, you're, but you're but good. my but older brother day, was... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, my older brother... So parents are still down in St. Augustine for another week. My older brother is the only one back at home and he's asking if there's, you know, any weapons in the house. And, and I had to <laughs> chime in and I said... You can always, my mom chimed in too and said, you can throw Cutco knives at the guy. So <laughs> let's go Cutco. If it, so if anybody needs knives, let, let me know. But anyway, continue. No, I mean, I'm just kind of rambling there, but 
I mean, unless if you want to go live in the woods or you, know, you got to get a place to live. And so, you know, why not, in my opinion, try to make money off it? Uh, uh, or at least try to lower your rent by renting out some of your rooms. You know, if you owned a home and you rent out some of the rooms uh, or house hacking, you know, buy a duplex, rent out one side of it. Just think there's a ton of avenues where you can make money by renting out uh, or by buying a house. And I know you kind of made some comments about interest rates and people are so scared of interest rates. And I understand and respect that interest rates are high. But at the same time, if you're going to be renting a place, you know, let's say you're paying $2,000 a month. I mean, $2,000 is essentially way worse than paying, you know, 7.2% interest on a home. And let's say your mortgage is $2,000 a month. Okay, well, you know, you're putting $700 to interest or whatever the calculation might be. But at least 1300 is going towards principal or 500 is going towards principal. At least something's Pay. going towards principal. Right. And, you know, even though like, I know people are scared about interest rates, and I'm not saying that uh, they're going away, but compared to throwing $2,000 away to, to nothing, at least giving a piece of that to an interest rate is not as bad. Like it's almost like it's hyped up to be the scariest thing ever. And it's not mm -hmm. great. I agree. But it's still, in my opinion, better than than renting. Right. Yeah. And and that's and kind of felt like you're calling me out there, but like oh, you no, know, no, 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 just... no. But but you're you know, I'm paying close to that two grand to somebody else. And it's like I get no equity in the place that I live in. I can only customize it to a certain extent. You know, I can't be making all these kinds of changes that you would if you owned a house. And my yeah. camera, my camera again, dude, I got to get a new camera. But um, anyway, let's see if this thing will come back. It's This is brutal. We might be losing Dan. He's gotten very upset. He thinks I called him out for renting, which I did not do. That was not my intention. Just stating my humble opinion that I think it's much better to own a home than to rent. So hopefully Dan doesn't take that the wrong way. Look who's back. back Jesus, back, dude. Back. You know what? I'm I need to get a new camera. Dude, you're like uh Jason Kelsey. You just get too mad on the podcast and you jump cool. you jump off, you know? You yeah. have to cool off for a little yeah, yeah. bit. <laughs> um, Did you see that? They actually ended an episode one time because he dude, got too Yeah, because he's so yeah, he's so pissed off. Uh, Hilarious. So I know you weren't calling me out, but like you can't customize, you can't really change anything that you would like to, especially when you're renting in an apartment complex or renting a house, but somebody else is the owner. And at the end of the day, you're taking that eighteen or nineteen hundred dollars, and you're paying. You're really hindsight. You're paying somebody else's mortgage now, right? So there's yeah, and, and honestly, you know, I'm not saying it's a scare tactic or anything, but it it really seems like everybody's being pushed to be scared about these interest rates. And again. You know, not saying that they're great, but they're still slightly better than renting. And here in Orlando, it's really unique, but I see a ton of homes being built, but I actually see a lot more apartment complexes being built because they're still trying to encourage people to rent versus mm -hmm. buy. And I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, like not saying I'm a wealthy person by any means, you know, um, but one of the best things I could have ever done was buy my first house and then buy my next house and then keep those houses and rent them out. And it's just like helped my money make even more money, you know, making money while I'm sleeping, like anything that you can imagine it has, you know, 
helped me make more money by owning those houses versus, you know, one staple I always said was like, I never wanted to rent. When I was paying 500 bucks a month to live in Dallas, I just was like, this is way too much. I would never want to pay rent. Like, I can't imagine throwing that away. And I know there's scenarios where renting makes more sense. You know, if you don't have that stability, you don't know where you're going to live for a long term. But I would still counter that if you're going to be somewhere for a year, why not try and buy a home? You live there for a year and then you can move out and buy a new house and you can keep and that I, house as a rental. Right, exactly. Um, I think, and to your point on the interest rates, people are saying like interest rates are at an, at an all-time high. There was a certain point where interest rates were 12 or 13% back in the 80s and 90s. Um, and And I think this kind of goes into maybe teasing one of our future episodes about trying to time the market. I think everybody is just sitting here waiting for interest rates to drop down to something close to what they were during COVID to jump. And, you know, the market's going to be even more competitive, even if they just take a little dip. So um, there's always that saying, you know, the best time to buy a house was 20 years ago. The second best time is to buy now because and it's I, even funnier. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh no. Just to finish my thought, the, because within five years, we have no idea where the market's going to be. Welcome back to episode three of the Real Estate Special. Uh, we did have some technical difficulties. Uh, Wi-Fi isn't great. I need that uh, Comcast from Tom. But uh, let's go, Tomcast, baby. Trying to trying to pick up on where we left off. I think the last thing that was said was we we're talking about the interest rates. Uh, the interest rates being at seven and eight percent. I think. Some people view that as like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the market comes down. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, and I know I've heard in other podcasts and I've heard that, you know, when you study history, like 20 years ago, interest rates were maybe not 20, maybe even further than that. But, you know, interest rates in the past were around like 16%. And there was a ton of investors buying at that time and still making the numbers work. So, I think interest rates are always going to be an issue, but the one common theme that seems to be there is that you kind of always want to buy yesterday or, or buy today, um, not keep waiting to buy. Because when you keep waiting to buy, you have those issues of everybody's waiting to buy. And yeah, interest rates are higher now than they've been in the last couple of years. And you have a ton of people that are waiting on the sidelines. And I think when interest rates do drop, if they drop, you're going to see a lot more people competing to try and buy those homes. Exactly. The the market's going to be super competitive. People are going to waive inspections. They're going to um, come in with all cash offers. So it's uh, it's better to, you know, the best time to buy a house was 20 years ago. The next best time to buy is now, right? So um, yeah, there's definitely some perks to owning versus renting. Um, what are some downsides, if there are any cons to owning, what are some cons that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis you and uh, Sarah deal with maintenance for sure I mean you never really know what's going to break or go wrong or need fixed or need repaired when you're in a home uh, especially when you own your own home there's always constant like upgrades like right now Sarah and I are always joking about wanting to to redo our kitchen or put a patio out back and so I feel like those are always nagging things that make you want to spend more money and then you know out of nowhere something will break whether it's your you know washer, dryer, hot water heater, your roof starts to leak. I mean, there are a lot of maintenance issues, uh, but I would counter that 
you know, as long as you're prepared and you have a couple dollars set aside, a lot of those expenses aren't ever going to break your bank. They almost sound more scary than they are, uh, but you do need, be, need to be prepared for them. So that is something that you need to watch out for. Gotcha. There's a lot of the yeah. maintenance issues. Yeah, I think um, another, I guess, potential downside to owning is um, it's a longer, like if you want to relocate and um, maybe change jobs or you want to move out of state, move from Pennsylvania to Florida or Texas, uh, there's a process in selling the current house that you're in and you have to wait till you get, you know, the offer that you want. Um, so less flexibility would be another one. But but I think if you're prepared with um, having money set off to the side for any repairs or maintenance or um, add-ons that you want to make, it gives you a nice idea of customizing the house to how you want it to be. Yeah, and I know I'm probably the minority here, but I think it's kind of cool to own several houses across the country. You know, say if you were moving, you didn't really know where you were going to be. And, you know, imagine having, you know, a house in Texas and Wyoming and Florida and Pennsylvania. Are you buying one in Texas? <laughs> no, that's supposed to be you, Dan. Mm. So We're working on it. Working on it. But um, so that's really the side of owning a house. Let's talk about renting. And I know from our conversation that we had, you're not a big fan of renting. Do you want to kind of dive into the story of um, how you were renting with uh, Kevin Bagasavage and uh, go from there? Yeah, so this is a great story. Um, I've really never liked paying rent. Even in college, I remember I think I was paying 250 a month to live at. <laughs> so cheap. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And even then I thought that that was too much to, to pay in rent. And so I've never really wanted to rent. And after I graduated college, I ironically took an internship at ADP. Um, Comcast offered me a full-time position and I had to move back up to Scranton. I didn't know where I was going to live and I didn't have too many friends up in the area. So I hit up our friend uh, K-Bags, Kevin Bagasevich, asked him if he wanted to get an apartment with me. And he told me, no, I'm living at my mom's house still and it's cheap, it's free. I, I don't really want to move out. I don't know what I'm doing next. So I said, okay, but he said, hey, my brother just moved out. We have an open room if you'd like to move in here. And I was a little weary at first, but I decided to take him up on it. And so I moved in and I started to try to pay rent and his mom wouldn't accept anything. I'm like, well, no, I, you know, I feel like I have to pay you something at this point. And so working at Comcast, I got free cable. Uh, and her cable bill was like $500 a month or something absurd. And so when I moved in, I got the free cable. I think I was paying like $50 a month. And so I paid the cable bill for $50 a month. And I basically got to live there for free. Um, so that was uh, one of the perks that I had. But it just kind of you know, was another thing of me trying to weasel my way into getting the cheapest rent payment possible. I never liked paying rent. And I did whatever I could to, to think outside of the box to lower those costs. So you've been against run from day one, even back in college. Yeah. 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 I've, uh, I think that's actually really sparked my interest into, you know, being a landlord. Um, you know, I remember uh, the next house that I did move into, I think it was winter time and the heat went out and the landlord never decided that he was going to fix the heat because he thought I went home on winter break. Meanwhile, I'm living there all winter long and I'm freezing cold. And uh, two weeks when the guy comes back and he's like, dude, you should have told me you were here. And I'm like, I did. I told you I'm here and the heat doesn't work. And so, yeah, I was uh, using a couple extra blankets for, for those two weeks. And I was like, this guy has eight bedrooms in this place at $500 a room. He's making, what, $4,000. 
oh, this is absurd. Like, how can this guy make $4,000 and not even fix the heat for two weeks? So I thought I could do a better job at, at being a landlord than that. Um, <laughs> and, and so got, you know, ever since then, I really tried to, to buy properties and own something like that one day to, to make that $4,000 a month. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's a great story about how you help get some uh, better uh, Comcast at uh, K-Bag's house and you didn't have to pay rent. So it's it's a win-win for everybody. Yes, sir. So moving on to the other side of the table of renting, and, and I, I feel like I'll take the um, rein on this one. Uh, so there are some pros, there are some cons. I think it really depends on the current situation that you're in, um, whether you're single, you're married, you're looking to relocate, change jobs, go into a new industry. For example, I moved from Pennsylvania down to Texas, new industry, new city. Um, so I needed that flexibility. I think that's the number one thing is I can always move out and find another place to live. Uh, just, you know, there's been some issues at this apartment complex, but I'm not going to bash that. That's not the reason why we're doing this podcast. But flexibility, being able to change my living situation rather quickly instead of waiting for the whole home buying and selling process. Um, you can just get out of your lease and go find another place. It's pretty um, pretty simple. It's more simple than... Yeah, it's convenient. Before. It's, it's yeah. definitely convenient, you know, and, you know, when you're younger in life or, you know, any stage of life and you don't necessarily know what's happening next, it, it does make sense to... To rent for a couple of years, um, for mm -hmm. sure. I can see yeah. that. Um, the maintenance is another pro. Like, I, I don't have to... I'm not a super handy guy. Um, so I just call, put a maintenance request in, and they'll come and fix whatever needs to be fixed. And it's really no issues on my end. So it's no headache, no burden. Um, another thing is lower initial costs. Like, when I signed my lease, it was... Security deposit and first month's rent. Uh, that's typically what it is. I know in some areas, in some cities, it's, I, I've heard up in New York, it's security deposit first and last month's rent. And then if you have a pet as well, it's an additional fee. So, um, but typically lower initial costs, um, predictable expenses as well. Like I know my rent's going to be right around a certain number. Um, so, you know, it's not like, Oh, the dishwasher's broken or, you know, something goes out that I have to take money from a savings and spend it to get something replaced. It goes back to the maintenance. Um, no property taxes. I think that's a, it's definitely a benefit, but, you know, there's still runner's insurance, some other things, which, which isn't super expensive, but it's just goes back to the, everything being a predictable expenses. Um, there are some downsides as well. I, I mean, I'm, I'm paying somebody else's mortgage down, right? Uh, so I'm not get, gaining any equity in living in this 720 square foot apartment. Um, you know, I don't really have much control or customization. You see the little Philly sports thing. That's like the only thing that I did in my apartment because, you know, I can't repaint the walls or um, hang something up over here, things like that. So there's not really too much customization um, to kind of like really create the living situation that I, you know, dreamed of, you know, if I had a house, it'd probably be a, a little different. 
Um, there's no tax benefits. I, I know you mentioned that earlier, um, especially when you sell a house that you lived in for two of, what what is it, the last two years? Two, yeah, two out of the last five years, if you've lived there, uh, you can sell your house with, and not pay any capital gains tax. And then even if you live there longer or less, you can always do like a 1031 exchange is, is another you know, opportunity that you have. Uh, but typically, mm -hmm. if you're living in a house as a primary residence, you can usually sell that and not pay capital gains. The only time it really becomes like you know a little bit questionable is if you keep that house for over five years, like say you moved out and used it as a rental, uh, kind of like I did, you know, then you have to sell it within those five years. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then if you're renting from somebody that owns a house and they decide to sell that house, you don't know what the new buyer is going to do, whether they want to kick you out and, um, you know, live in it on their own or go month to month. So there's a lot of, it, it could be an un, unpredictable situation as well. So those are kind of the downsides to renting. I, I know um, we kind of talked about it and, and uh, you know, I'm working on trying to buy a house here in Houston. So starting that process of looking at different houses and, um, there's, there's a couple that seem like good opportunities. So hopefully by the yeah, start it takes of time to your yeah. point, typically buying a home takes more time than renting. So especially if you're new to an area, you just got a job, you're moving somewhere, you know, it's usually a little bit easier to, Hey, my lease can start October 1st. Great. You set everything up for October 1st. I mean, you can't necessarily say, Oh, I'm going to buy a house and close by October 1st. You know, that's right. just not really going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any other pros or cons to renting? I think we touched on a lot. So, I mean, there's obviously pros and cons to both, but I'm always going to be biased and say that uh, uh, people should, should live at home or save money as much as po possible with their living expense, especially just in my opinion of today's society. I mean, I'm not saying we all don't make a ton of money, but we don't make as much money as we'd like to. And when you're putting 40% away of your income each month into your rent, that's not really building your wealth in any way. I just mm -hmm. think that, you know, that is such an asset to take that money instead of spending two grand, you know, in rent and living at home and saving that up for a down payment for a home. And then you know, at least building some sort of equity, some sort of, you know, real generational wealth in, in that sense uh, by owning a home and making your payments towards a mortgage. So again, my biased opinions, but yeah, I just think that we're all struggling to make money here, and that's one way to you know really amplify your income. Absolutely, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of like what we talked about on the first on the first episode is like if you had twenty thousand dollars, would you rather put it in the stock market or invest in real estate? And I, and I think we're both in the same boat of like we've seen it with TDJ that you know real estate's the bet one of the best vehicles to get a high return on your investment. So, um, you know, I, I think there's just a couple of questions when it comes to like, like for me, when it comes to buying a house or buying, buying a home, it's like the area that you're looking in, do you see that appreciating in value in the next five, 10, 20 years? Or is it, or are you buying at like a really high point in the market where you might be overpaying and, hopefully the the value of your home doesn't go down. Um, and then another thing that I'm looking at and asking myself as I'm walking through some of these properties is like, where can I add value? Whether it's, you know, adding a extra bathroom or 
maybe changing the carpets to hardwood floors, something like that. There's, there's all that's, that's maybe the investor side in me of like, how can I increase the value and get more equity out of this property before I put an offer in? What are your thoughts on that? No, I completely agree, especially in today's market. You know, it's tough to find a good deal, but you know, the way to do that is exactly what you said. Be creative, come up with outside of the, you know, outside of the wall ideas. You, you know, add a bedroom here, you add a bathroom there, you do a slight renovation or modification that maybe somebody else wouldn't have thought about. Uh, and always steer towards those bigger ticket items that are going to give you more value in the home, raise the equity there. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And two other tips that I just had, because uh, I've been going through uh, some things here with my job life and touched on it going from ADP back to Comcast. And, you know, one thing, you know, real estate investors or banks really like is job security. And that's one thing, you know, they'll always look at your salary in a sales role, but they won't look at your commission if you're just switching industries. So for me to jump back to Comcast and have, you know, a telecom background again, it'll be able to use my salary plus my commissions just because it's a similar industry that I've been in, you know, for the last seven, eight years, where mm-hmm. switching to ADP, um, because it was a different industry, it would only really use my salary, uh, the banks would. So made it a little bit more difficult to try and buy a home from that aspect and, you know, really helped sway my decision to, to go back to Comcast there. And you kind of touched upon this earlier too, when we first uh, kicked back off, but <laughs> I was I was overwhelmed. You know, I read this book, the Burr book, uh, probably like four or five times by now. And there was this one section, and like every time I read it, it felt powerful, but I never really understood it that well. And basically, just talked about you want to get to the point in your real estate investing journey. And Dan and I aren't necessarily here yet, but where you can buy a property all cash, and whether that's with all cash or with hard money or some other types of creative financing. And, you know, say a house is listed for 100000 and you can go in and say, hey, I'm going to give you $80,000 cash and I'm going to waive contingencies. And if you do that, like people are just going to say yes, because that's such a powerful offer. And that's what the book said several times. And I, you know, again, listened to it, understood it. It was like, wow, this is this really true? And I'm actually selling one of my houses up north. Uh, it just didn't really work uh, for a rental. It wasn't the best house for it. And then. Sarah and I lived there two out of the last five years. So we're able to you know, not pay capital gains tax by selling it. If we sell it by October 1st, we're closing September 25th. So we did a you know, nice. pretty close there. Um, but anyway, the moral of my story is the, you know, I didn't necessarily 100% want to sell it. I thought, hey, I can still keep it. I have all the leverage in this deal. I'm going to wait until I get an offer that I can't refuse before I you know, accept something. And some guy comes in $15,000 below list price and he offers me a full cash offer and he waived all contingencies. And, you know, I sat there and thought about it for a couple minutes, maybe a day or so. And I'm like, that it's pretty strong. I felt like that, you know, person had a significant amount of power over me and I, I almost had to say yes to it. And honestly, you know, I, I lost $15,000 by saying it, but that's the power that can come out of, you know, having an all cash offer and waiving, waiving certain types of contingencies. And I'm not saying don't do a walkthrough, do your due diligence, obviously, but you know, if an inspection's already been done on the house and you can see that or other things, then, you know, yeah, that's, that's a very powerful way to, to yeah. get into real estate investing. So. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when you say an all cash offer, I just picture somebody showing up with like a briefcase and it's just a thing full of money. 
you know, so it's like, yeah, it's so, definitely not like that anymore. No, Half the time no, people not. say all cash, it's usually just hard money and they're only putting, you know, 10, maybe 20% down and, you know, some hard money yeah. lenders financing the rest, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understand. Um, yeah. You know, money, money talks at the end of the day. So it's like, you know, cash you could is be king. cash is king and you could be wanting, you know, say it's 250 and somebody comes in it's like 235 full cash. It's like, yeah, show, you know, it's like, uh, what's the movie? Jerry Maguire, sh- show me the money. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So cash is king, but, um, yeah, those are two, two great tips. Um, anything else that you want to, um, add before we kind of wrap up here? No, I think I'm all good. Sarah and I are going to go head out Friday night, have a date night, go grab some ice cream. So nice. we're, yeah, we're, nice. we're excited. Very nice. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, so wrapping up here, uh, you know, owning versus renting, I, I think it's a it's a really good debate. And I think it really goes back to what is your current situation? Like, are yeah, you looking are you for life? What's going yeah. on in, in your personal life? And, you know, what decisions are you looking to make in the future? Right. Like, like, are you looking to relocate, move, you know, change jobs, move to a new city? Renting might be the the first or the better option just so you have that flexibility, you can get a better lay of the land before you just go down there, buy a house and say you don't like the area or it's not a super safe area, then it's like, well, I'm kind of kind of SOL until I get somebody to buy this house and then go find something somewhere else to live. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch of pros, I think, to owning a house um, and, and you hit on them pretty, pretty thoroughly with, you know, you're building equity, you're paying down your mortgage. Uh, there's some tax benefits and it's at the end of the day, it's building long-term wealth. Um, you know, the, the cons, I guess, could be pro- higher property taxes, depending on where you live, um, maintenance, you know, dishwasher goes or dryer, et cetera, um, or your whole basement gets flooded, whatever the case is. Um, so make sure and, that you have time commitment. You know, if you're, if you end up becoming a landlord, that's definitely something, you know, time yeah. commitment. If you're managing properties yourself, you know, until you get a property manager and then you're really dealing with that relationship too. Um, and all that can be time consuming. So it's not, you know, as easy as just having your money in the stock market. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and then from a renting perspective, I think the flexibility is a big one. Um, low maintenance and low and predictable ex- expenses each month. That way you can kind of budget accordingly and you can, you know, cut out a couple unnecessary expenses and still try to save that money and, you know, save for a down payment or look to buy a house if you like the area that you're living in. Um, the downsides, no equity. Um, rent, inc- that's one thing I forgot to mention is rent jumps up five to 10% each each year, it seems like, um, I, I know this past year it jumped from, or, or it jumped up, I think seven or 8%, which, you know, at first they came back with like 10 and a half percent and I got them down to at least a seven, but still it's like, I'd, I, I'm at the point where I feel like I have a better lay of the land here in Houston, where I know what areas are nicer areas. I know what areas are like, yeah, I'm probably not going to want to live in that area. Uh, so I'm looking to, in the process of starting to try and buy a house here in the next few months. So you got um, it. it'll be, it'll be cool to see you know, the trajectory of, 
of us and your path as well. You know, it'll be fun to see for all the listeners yeah. out there too. Dan Kylie's going to buy a home here in Houston. It's going to happen soon and we're excited for it. Absolutely. So um, last thing that we'll say, feel free to tell your friends about this podcast, like, comment, subscribe. We're going to be more consistent. That's something that, that we both agreed on. And, you know, it's not fair to the so, viewers. It's not fair to the viewers that we bring out two fire, fire episodes. And, uh, and then we kind of went on hiatus for two and a half, three weeks. So, so we're going to be more consistent. Um, we're, we're going to be recording multiple episodes and having multiple guests. So stay tuned for that. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're at 16 subscribers. I checked today. So we're growing very slowly. Um, Let's go, baby. One more until we get to one seven. One seven. I yeah. To, I need 17. Come on. <laughs> um, so like, comment, subscribe on YouTube at on uh, formerly Twitter known as X T P R E S four, six, eight, seven. I'm working on getting that changed because we did have the name change from the Philly real estate special to the real estate special. Uh, same thing on TikTok, the Philly RE special. I'm going to change that um, as well. Had to wait like a 14 day period. And then on Instagram and as I mentioned, YouTube, the real estate special. So like, comment, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. We're trying to really grow this thing. And, yep, um, and reach out with questions. Anybody ever has questions? You know, I've had several people reach out to me. Shout out Dean Lucchese. He hit me up and said he had real estate investing questions and he's happy to start following the podcast. And, uh, you know, we love that. We love people reaching out to us, asking questions. Dan and I, you know, the reason we're doing this isn't just to talk to each other. We want to talk to more people about real estate investing. Answer any questions that you have, anything that's scaring you or, or holding you back. You know, reach out to us, talk to us. We want to encourage you on your path. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, I, and I've gotten countless of Instagram messages from guys I played football with back in high school. Um, and, and they're talking about, Ooh. oh, whoa, whoa. And it was actually our kicker, Chris White. He's, he's done some real estate investing on his own and he's excited to, uh, he, he's excited to listen. And um, he said, he's going to help us get some guests. So some future guests. So, so that's go, something baby. to look forward to. And he's, he's the kicker that hit the, uh, upright in the, uh, Coatesville game that, you know, when Jay Harris scored the touchdown and, yeah. you know, that's a whole debate for a, a different day. The two yard line and never crossed the plane. <laughs> yeah. 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 So with that being said, uh, this is Dan Kiley and Tom Stelzer signing off the real estate special. Uh, so stay tuned for next week's episode. Powered by Riverside.